their love for arts, crafts, and creativity. And a lot of times, um, these creative kids might be the more loud ones in the class, or they might be the ones that are a little more taken back and passive. Um, but we just really want all of the children to know that, you know, no matter what their passions are, no matter what their um, interests are, um, and, and we, we try to change it up, you know, throughout the months so that we can, you know, try to hit on different interest levels as well as um, expose them to new different things um, and getting that spark of interest and having them being able to sit down and just really be involved and engaged um, for us we feel is definitely a form of self-care um, and an important form of self-care for children. The multifaceted show. The multifaceted show. The ma ma Multifaceted show. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Multifaceted Show. Your two hosts here. We have a cool special guest today. I'm so excited for this episode. I will give her a chance to introduce herself, tell you who she is, and what she does. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to join. And I am just loving the baby cooing in the background. Uh, <laughs> my daughter being eight years old, I don't hear too much of that these days. Aww. But thank you for allowing me to enjoy yours. <laughs> so I am Kendra McCarthy. I am the co-owner of Kitty Paws Kids with my daughter, um, again, the eight-year-old that I just mentioned. Um, I am also a realtor and a mom a wife, and I also work full-time in the IT industry. And I am um, here today to share with you about how I am a multifaceted mom because I do a lot of things. <laughs> oh my goodness, girl, yes, you do. You are like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't even. Like, literally the epitome of what the show is. <laughs> Like, you are the show. You are multifaceted. So we are so glad to have you. Tell us a bit about your motherhood journey. So my motherhood journey was um, almost a little calculated. Um, I uh, did the, you know, what we all were, you know, traditionally taught <laughs> as young little <laughs> girls. I guess that Disney princess syndrome, yeah get, um, go older, find a good job, you find a husband, get a house and have a kid. Um, and not too long after that, we even got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I knew that, uh, heading into my thirties that I did want to also head into motherhood. Um, I did have the pleasure of becoming a bonus mom when I got married, um, which was probably about four years or so before um, giving birth to our daughter that we have together. Um, and so right around 30, I said, you know what? I'm ready for motherhood. And I purposely said for my 30th birthday, this was in January. I said, this is going to be the, excuse me, this is in December. And I said, January is going to be the first month. And as long as I can remember where I'm dropping the pill and I'm going to actively start trying to get pregnant. Um, mm. And five months later, I was blessed with the um, notification that my body gave me that I was pregnant. And a year later, I was um, a year later from me trying to starting to try. I was um, welcoming my baby girl into the world. 
So um, at that point, since I did get started a little later than some of my friends, I um, sought out, you know, different motherhood um, friends that I could join this journey of motherhood with. So um, not long after me seeking out, I found a group Mama Sisterhood of Prince George's County, um, where I immediately started to engage with other moms of young children, um, so much so that um, a few months later, when the organizer who had just started the group found out that she needed to uh, move out of the area, um, me and another young lady ended up stepping up to take over as the organizer. And so I've been the organizer of Mama Sisterhood, excuse me, the co-organizer for the past, um, I guess, seven years um, when my baby was just a year old. Um, wow. Or probably a little less than that. <laughs> so luckily I have um, quite a few mamas to share on this mama journey with, but um, I'm definitely that active and engaged mom who um definitely loves to live vicariously through my daughter as well as encourage her to you know follow all the thoughts and dreams and identities that she's chasing um so of course you know with the initial foundation of my mom group friends i um immediately became um just really immersed in trying to find all types of cultural experiences um educational experiences and, and also just lots of fun and relationship experiences that I could for my daughter. Um, and, and that has pretty much been kind of what our relationship has been built on um, for these lovely eight years that I've been blessed with her presence, um, just trying to feed her and her interests as much as possible. Okay, so let's like go down this road of feeding your daughter's interests because I feel like that wasn't a thing really growing up like sort of but not really and no like all at once (laughs) yes I totally agree and it's funny because you know my mom um who was uh, my parents met in the military together Um, my mom settled out in this area in the DMV area and um, she was working at the Pentagon um, pretty much until she retired. And so she, um, when we were younger, I remember her being in active duty and then in reserves. And I remember her, you know, having to take her reserves duty, which was um, for maybe a couple of weeks, two times a year or something along those lines. But um, I'm saying all this to say that my mom, um, who primarily raised us as a single mom, she definitely did not have the opportunity to explore our interests as much because she was just really working hard to just keep us fed, clothed, looking cute, and in school. So, um, you know, we, we did have some extracurricular activities from time to time, but there was nothing that was like consistent throughout my childhood. And so that is definitely something as I became a mom and even before becoming a mom, because I always knew that was something that I wanted to do. Um, I just knew that I was very anxious to, you know, again, live vicariously through my daughter, because, excuse me, through my child at this point in time, not knowing if I was going to have a son or a daughter. Um, but I knew that I was going to live vicariously through my child because, um, you know, there were things that I wanted to do when I was young and interests that I wanted to explore that, you know, I just never really had the opportunity. So I knew that was definitely one of the things I was going to do differently as a parent. I love that because it really is this different experience. I started to notice that a lot of the ways that I let my child be a child, Mm -hmm. I wasn't afforded. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
And it's so funny because when you say like, let my child be a child, um, it just brings up part of the childhood that I am also looking to do differently as a mom. Um, you know, there was a very firm guideline to what it meant to be a child <laughs> back mm. in those days. Um, you know, specifically when it came to the lines of respect, um, you know, it was disrespectful to speak your mind. It was disrespectful to really speak out of turn without somebody addressing you. Yep. <laughs> um, if you saw, even if, you know, you saw something that was interesting and like, let's say there was an adult having a conversation, like, no, it's not the time to uh, enter the conversation or to even, you know, add what you've got going on because it's adults are talking right now. This is not, you know, a conversation for you to join, interrupt, or um, partake in unless invited. <laughs> right, right. So that's definitely something, uh, you know, as an adult and as a parent that I do try to do differently because I didn't really experience a lot of um of a childhood that, you know, I wanted to give to my daughter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did have a great childhood and I definitely had moments where I really, really loved being a child. You know, those outside days, you know, staying outside till the, the lights come on, <laughs> like, you know, hanging with those community kids. I definitely enjoyed that. And I'm not definitely not saying I did not get a childhood, but just here to state that I want to make sure that the childhood that I am able to uh, help my daughter uh, navigate is just different from mine in certain ways, that being one of them. For sure. And I love the conversation because it's not that we're taken away from what the women before us did, right? Like they did the thing, okay? Mm -hmm. yes. They did what they had to do and we love appreciate and value that yes but we also know that with every generation it should get better yes yes exactly that and what we are facing they didn't yes exactly. <laughs> they just didn't. and we're different you know there was a sense of just survival yes when it comes to black and brown women we were out here trying to survive, okay? Trying to make sure our kids had all they needed, et cetera, et cetera. But now we live in a space where the opportunity may not be as equal, but it's there for the taking. Yes, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that is very important to um, to note, especially as we're noting the differences in the way that we're bringing up our children. Um, and especially when some of the things that we've decided to do differently might come off as, oh, we're disrespecting our elders or the past generations. So I'm very glad that you brought that up because I do want to point out the fact that, you know, definitely no shade, no disrespect. I love my mom dearly. I love her mom dearly. And I, you know, I can see, like I can take a step back and see that, you know, the type of raising that my mom did, it was because of the upcoming that she had, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up in the South um, during the Jim Crow days, you know, mm -hmm. she had to be a fighter. She had to, um, you know, she basically she did everything that she thought that she could do to make sure that the different disadvantages that she had during her childhood were not disadvantages that her children had to experience. So she worked three jobs at a time, you know, she mm -hmm. made sure that you know, I was able to focus on school. Um, I went into college. My daughter, my sister went into the military, but she made sure that after high school, we had the tools that we needed to become successful and independent black women. 
um, mm. because her generation, they had to fight for that success and they mm -hmm. had to fight for that independence. So I definitely applaud and thank her whole generation for the struggles that they had to go through to be able to raise this generation, um, you know, all of us to where we're at now. And um, now that I am able to, um, to be able to, you know, enjoy the successes that my mom has set me up for with life, um, being able to, you know, start off as an independent black woman and then find my king and then continue on to build our family, um, I do feel so blessed that I can focus on other things. Um, you know, instead of muting my daughter's voice, I can now prepare her to have a strong voice. Um, mm. I can follow her interests and, um, you know, feed her interests. Um, I can start a business with her and teach her, you know, the value of entrepreneurship, even if this isn't the business that she ends up sticking with forever, or, you know, if this isn't the, the business that we're leaving as a legacy, you know, I'm excited that I get to leave the legacy of entrepreneurship with her, um, not, you know, to, to get her past the point of what my mom did to struggle to get to me to where I'm at today. I'm excited that I get to get my daughter to at least that point and then beyond. That's so beautiful. It is so beautiful and it's special because they really did go through a lot before us for us to even be able to have this space to walk in. Yeah. So that's always honored and valued, but we, also know that there were some things that just aren't the right way yeah. they aren't the best and that's okay because we still aren't gonna do everything right yeah like yeah we are <laughs> and there simple. is no formula for that like no there's matter how no right formula. you think that you're gonna go there's gonna be something that's gonna make an impact in a different way of what you were trying to impact <laughs> exactly because at the end of the day our children are their own people and I love how you are valuing and honoring the space that your daughter is holding in this world and in this time yes so speaking of the business that you and your daughter have let's chat a bit about that tell us all about it how did it start well, thank you for um, inviting me to share about our business. Definitely one of the things that I love to talk about. Um, it just definitely just brings me uh, bliss to my heart when I talk about our business, which is Kitty Paws Kids, um, which is a self-care product line for children, um, specifically for young, vivacious, and creative girls, elementary-aged girls. So um, Kitty Paws was actually birthed during the pandemic of 2020. Um, and it's funny because while it was birthed during that time frame, all of the elements had been in front of us for some time, but we just hadn't really quite caught on just yet. So um, I am a Girl Scout troop leader. And the year before in 2019, one of the Girl Scouts in our troop shared with our troop that she had started a business, um, Michaela's Magical Jewels. Um, and so she makes necklaces and they um, have different little charms and um, different, um, you know, different uh occasions that they could be for so once my daughter saw that she was like oh wow Michaela has a business mom and um so my daughter has been exposed to entrepreneurship um for quite some years I've been an entrepreneur as well as my husband who was a full-time entrepreneur but um this was the first time that she realized like wow my Girl Scout sister has a business I can have a business kids can have businesses like her mind is blown. <laughs> 
Um, and this was when she was in first grade. So um, she then began to start trying to monetize almost everything that she could <laughs> and figure out what kind of business she could have. Um, and one day she, she set should. up. A, yes. <laughs> one day she set up a doctor's office and she, uh, you know, had a little sign, a check in. And after she gave you your, your, your uh, physical, she then requested what her fees were. <laughs> And luckily, she told me that my fees could be free because I'm her mama. But she, uh, <laughs> everybody who came to her house for like that whole weekend, she made sure to take them to her doctor's corner and give them an appointment. Um, but so aside from her pretend businesses, um, we have had, you know, several little things that we've done to just try to see like, will this be a good business that you would like? You know, would this be something that you enjoy? Uh, this is something that you're passionate about. And it wasn't until the pandemic that we really were able to see what she was passionate about because she had more time in the house to be able to just be a kid and to do the things around the house. Um, especially now that we were getting to the point where we actually had to put limitations on technology because there was so much time for her to utilize it as well as so much stuff she wanted to do on it. So um, I'm realizing that she's starting to paint her nails um, pretty much like every day. Uh, she's on YouTube watching different tutorials. She's asking to paint my nails, which are now in need of being painted because I'm not seeing my service provider anymore because we're home on a pandemic. Um, and so now she's painting my nails. She wants to do a French manicure. She puts a Band-Aid over the tip so that she could get that perfect edge. Yeah, <laughs> so girl. I'm just starting to see how creative she, I mean, I've always knew she's creative, but I'm just seeing how like her creativity was flowing through her nail designs and her love for polishing nails. Um, so that is when we decided, well, I think that doing a nail care product line will be perfect for Aliana. And then um, we came up with the name Kitty Paws Kids because she has also had the alter ego of being a cat pretty much since pre-K four. Um, and it was funny wow. because one day when she was in kindergarten, she comes home from school and I'm asking her how her day was. And she was like, I did so good at school today. I was doing so good on the monkey bars. And as I was crossing the monkey bars, all my friends were cheering for me. And I was like, oh yeah, baby, what were they saying? And she said, you know, I was thinking they were, I was wondering, were they going to say like Aliana or are they going to call her Allie? But um, when she said what they were saying, she said they were saying, go kitty, go kitty. <laughs> and so this was the first realization that I had that kitty was her little nickname at school. <laughs> so, so, I mean, her name, Aliana, has a built-in nickname, Allie. So I right. didn't realize that, you know, she had yet another nickname. And so it was so tickling to me. Um, and then I just started to see more and more of how, you know, she literally, literally an alter ego. Um, when she painted her nails, she would then throw her little hands up into like a little cat pose and say, Mommy, you like my paint? And sometimes it would come with a meow. Um, she loves to <laughs> kiss and cuddle and she'll rub her little face on my face while she's like purring. Um, she definitely like takes on, um, some, some, some cute little kitty characteristics. So that's where we got the name Kitty Paws, um, because it's literally the pose that she does after she loves, uh, what she's done to her nails. <laughs> wow. If that isn't the most adorable story, oh, okay, <laughs> like, that is so cute. <laughs> thank you so much. So we launched in October of 2020. We actually just celebrated our year anniversary on October 1st, 2021. And throughout the year, while we did start primarily with nail polish, 
Um, so we did start primarily with nail polishes, which we actually do make at home and everything. We um, pick out the colors and we mix them up and everything. Um, so we started off with our homemade nail polish. Um, and then towards the spring, um, we started doing a few extra things like some one-off boxes. We did these little Easter craft boxes and had a really fun um, Easter craft party where we went live with some of our friends who purchased the boxes and did some games and crafts. And that actually sparked us starting to do a monthly subscription box, which um, we currently call our Kitty Club. Um, so our Kitty Club members um, also get a monthly box, which is called our Kitty Crate. And so that's when we expanded into self-care for kids. Um, so in addition to the nail polish, we um, would include two to three crafts, um, two to three accessories, as well as some um, self-care items. So um, we just wanted to, and, and then let me circle back. Even when I say the crafts, for me, when it comes to a young, vivacious, crafty kid, um, excuse me, creative kid, having crafts for them, like hands-on things they can do that's not on their tablet, is actually self-care for them. Um, them being able to sit down and to zone into being creative um, using their hands, learning some new skills or how to use some new tools. All of that is like feeding into their love for arts, crafts, and creativity. And a lot of times um, these creative kids might be the more loud ones in the class or they might be the ones that are a little more taken back and passive. Um, but we just really want all of the children to know that, you know, no matter what their passions are, no matter what their um, interests are, um, and, and we, we try to change it up, you know, throughout the months so that we can, you know, try to hit on different interest levels, as well as um, expose them to new different things. Um, and getting that spark of interest and having them being able to sit down and just really be involved and engaged, um, for us, we feel is definitely a form of self-care um, and an important form of self-care for children. I absolutely agree. Um, we are outside right now, as you guys may hear. Um, because she needed to take a nap. Our co-host, Julia, needed a nice nap. And we needed to go on a walk so she could really calm down and settle. But before that, she had this opportunity to just play in flower. Aww. Like, she was so happy. She did all kinds of things. She started to think of all kinds of designs. And I'm like, Joe, okay, do your thing then. She got a little lid and she like made a little like castle kind of thing with a lid. And I was like, this is beautiful. But it's one children the space to just be them. Yes. And just dive into their creativity. That side you never know what is birthed from that. Oh my goodness, we literally just birthed another business a couple of weeks ago while, while we were doing some sewing. Um, she just started sewing on like Sunday and by Wednesday she was making outfits for her doll freestyle Get out. and said that she wanted to start a new business, um, which I'm not going to disclose the name yet because I haven't brought the URL, but baby girl, uh, by Friday, she actually, this is the week before school started, so she was still home. By Friday, she's like, actually, probably by the end of the day, Wednesday, she's online, she's on her computer, and I'm online, and she's like, Mom, can I start a website for my new sewing company? 
And I was wow. like, okay, yeah, sure, baby. You know, because I'm still focusing. And so then she comes over a few minutes later and she was like, is this a good one? My, my, my second, almost third grader at the time went online, found her a free website builder because she said, I can find one that's free. <laughs> and proceeded to start building her a website. <laughs> Get out. So I was like, whoa, baby. So we got our Kitty Paws anniversary coming up. Let's get past that. And then we can start working on this next business venture. But she is on it. <laughs> She's that excited about so her, her next. Yes. And then we started her in a, a, a local sewing club where that first day they were making masks. And then the next time, which is weekly, the next week they started making pants. So she is definitely on her way with uh, her new interest of sewing. <laughs> and I'm so excited for her. I'm so excited, too. I can't wait till it drops so we can support you guys. That <laughs> Thank you. That is so great. Oh, my goodness. And it literally is just like giving your child the permission and the space to just yes. be themselves. Yes. It's so important on so many different levels. Because you never know what can happen. Yes. And it's it's about them, you know, giving them the space to know that, like, yeah, I have the permission and I get to also just take up space. Yeah. Like, I get to do that. And it's okay that I do. Yes. Um, those are some super important messages to pass on to our children. And that's exactly the, what I was going to add is that it's not just even okay for you to take up the space, but it's very important that you take up the space that you feel like you need. And mm -hmm. I'm going to help pave that way. Mm. And that is so significant because she knows mom's got my back. Mm -hmm. Like, there's never going to be this moment where she's like, mm, well, should I? Like, no, she's going to trust herself, trust her intuition, trust that she can do something. Yeah. Just because she said, okay, I'm going to put my mind to it. I'm going to do it. Like, yes. <laughs> and that no, determination. That's all you need. Yeah. That's that and some faith. And I keep on telling her, that's like, the, that's so crazy. The one thing that we work on the most is self-doubt. And you would think that, you know, in a household where I'm just here, you know, giving her the legs to do whatever she wants to do, um, that that wouldn't be a big part of it. But yeah, that's, that's the issue that we have. Um, you know, and that's the one thing, like, she's such a great child. Um, I usually don't have to yell at her. I don't have to um, discipline her much. She does not lose her technology privileges very often. Um, that's usually her biggest punishment. But I tell you, the only thing that I really have to get on her for is self-doubt. And, um, you know, she'll say little things where, like, well, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. And I just have to tell her, like, no, baby girl. First of all, stop talking about my daughter like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Second mm -hmm. of all, you can. You can do anything that you want to do. The only thing that you have to do is try. And even when she comes back from school, you know, she gets upset when she doesn't, you know, get a perfect score on her spelling test or whatever the case. And I just let her know that as long as you tried your hardest, then you're good. You know, we're only going to improve. We're only going to reiterate. We're going to work on these things. But, you know, don't beat yourself up. But what we will not tolerate is you not trying. 
as long yeah. as you try, we got your back. We're going to support you. We're going to do what it takes to get to the finish line. And if we don't get to the finish line, that's okay too. Especially if we don't get there today, but we just work towards getting closer and closer. Um, so that is, you know, and it hurts my heart when she does, you know, beat herself up or when she does feel that she's inadequate for one thing or another. But, you know, that's the one push that I always try to just make sure she knows that she can do and be whatever and that she is valued. She is smart. She is important. And um, she is perfect. You know, she's perfectly herself. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's beautiful. Um, it It really is so cool because our children truly are just little humans. They have their own stuff going on in their <laughs> yes. head, in their life. And it's like crazy a little bit because from a mother's perspective, you kind of look and it's like, huh? But <laughs> <laughs> they are their own people. It is so we, funny. It is. It really is. We become their inner voice. <laughs> so when and, and what's funny is that she's become my inner voice mm. I was telling one of my friends and it's so funny because you know going back to one of the topics that we spoke on earlier when it comes to how when we were younger um, our voices were muted a lot um, and you know it was disrespectful to speak out especially on certain topics but you know with trying to do things a little differently um, wanting my daughter to have a voice and to, to feel that her voice is important I've realized that these days, these kids with their talking back, it's so funny because it'll be logical. And it's like, mm -hmm. ooh, like you got me on that one. Like one night um, we were laying in bed and it was, um, we just finished reading and it was almost time for her bedtime. And I realized like, oh no, I forgot to check over your homework. And she wanted to continue, you know, finish reading the chapter she was reading instead of like ending right then and there. And so she says to me, and this is just like two weeks ago, so she's in third grade, and she says to me, well, I don't think that you need to check over my homework anyway, because my teacher needs to see what I got wrong so that she knows what to work with me about. Ooh. I said, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I was stuck. <laughs> like, you are absolutely right. In addition to me not feeling like getting out this bed, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess the teacher could see the erase marks if it's something that, you know, we went over with her and then, you know, helped correct. <laughs> but that is a point. The teacher does need to see what she needs to work yes. on. So it's moments like this where, you know, I don't feel like I need to, you know, take back that whole giving her her voice. But it's just so funny because the things that these kids, and she's only in third grade, but she would have said something like that in like when she was like four like oh I this totally is the level of feedback that we've been getting and i'm like is it just y'all or is it my kid but it <laughs> seems like this generation of kids girl talking back like not only there are they coming with some some good stuff to say but it's like leaving me speechless like, right <laughs> like it is and it's so <laughs> it's crazy it's funny because yes because you don't know if you need to you know punish like wait what don't talk to me like that or like wow you know so sometimes I do a mix you know I'll say okay but that's not how you talk to mommy or right. you know I'll, I'll discipline on what I'm catching but um but yeah a lot of times it's definitely it's not just your general 
you were wrong, I'm right. <laughs> right, because establishing boundaries is super important, but also giving them the space to just share yeah, yeah. can catch you <laughs> off guard sometimes. My girl isn't even two yet, and she's grabbed my edges a few times. Ooh. And I'm like, hold on, okay. And I've had to catch myself. Like, I feel it, and I catch myself like, whoa. Yeah. You could have did that differently. And that level of accountability is ridiculous. Yes. And I love it because it's given me the opportunity to show it to her. Yes. And that's so beautiful because it's like, oh, my gosh. So when you get older and if you decide to have children... It's gonna be a whole different experience. And it is. And she, since the age of about two or three, has started to list off exactly what she's going to do differently. <laughs> like she'll say something like, Well, when I get older and I have a daughter, I'm gonna make sure that she can sleep with all of her dolls every night, like all 30 of them. Because I know that's what she's gonna wanna do. So I'm gonna let her sleep with all of them. So she'll like, you know, just make random announcements like that. <laughs> when yes. she gets older and has a kid, this is how she's gonna do it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so Which beautiful. usually is the opposition of something that we went through that day. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is funny because it's not usually right at the same time, but she assesses it, decides what she's gonna do differently, and then announces it to me. <laughs> I love it I truly do because it's also this reminder that like we are all human okay Mm -hmm. like you ain't gonna love every part of what I got to say but I'm gonna say it because I'm your mom (laughs) and it's just a whole different experience it truly is it's a beautiful thing to walk through and that accountability will get you grab you by the throat but you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they help us grow. And I love how you said she became your inner voice. That oh, yeah. was so <laughs> special. Because it's like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. Like, here, here we are. We're the mom, right? Like, I'm trying to nurture and take care of you. And I did not know what I would receive in return just for doing so. Yeah, yeah. I definitely thank God plenty times over for her, uh, for for the, for him uh, making her my daughter, <laughs> and yeah. I tell her that all the time. Like I'm just so blessed that she, that I get to be her mama. Same. So as we wrap the episode up and come to an end, I have one question for you. Yes. You do some amazing things, and I mean, I would love to have you back on because. Girl, you you'd bomb, right? Thank but, you. <laughs> what is it that you feel makes you multifaceted? Well, I think that what makes me multifaceted is um the fact that I try to do everything that I can do um and I do a lot of stuff, but I really love that Um, all of the things that I do come to the conclusion of me serving my family, my community, um, and myself. So um, I really enjoy the fact that I can have so many different lanes and different avenues, but that they all feed me and feed my hierarchy of needs. 
um, that will then allow me to be the best that I can be for my family and for all these different ventures. That is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. What a beautiful family. I love it. I love <laughs> Thank it. you. <laughs> Sending love, peace, and blessings to you and your husband and your beautiful daughter. From me and Julia Grace. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. And you have to make sure to tell Miss Julia Grace that I said it was a pleasure um, co- being on the show with you today. <laughs> and I hope yes. that you both enjoy the rest of your day as well. Thanks for checking back into the Mati Faceted Show with me and Julia Grace. I want to give a special thanks to one of our sponsors, Phil Fly Flies. Check out this new children's book about a small fly and his big life-changing adventure. Phil Fly's First Flight is the first installment in the Phil Fly Flies series. Go to philflyflies.com and use promo code PHILFIRST to get 10% off of your copy today.